Yes, I see I them off to war Read the Bible, turn to beat some Christmas Goodbye, goodbye, Babylon, goodbye, goodbye This is KEXU 96.1 FM, Pole People's Revolutionary Radio. I'm JV, and you're listening to Free Aslan. And today's show, we got a good show. We're going to be, you're going to hear a little bit of discussion. You're going to hear some readings from the book, Chicano Power and the Struggle for Aslan. Um, And you're going to hear some music um, on the way as well. But I, I have a co-host today. I want to welcome Kwayawi. Uh, welcome to Free Aslan, Kwayawi. Thank you. Glad to be here. And, you know, thank you, Kwayawi, for um, co-hosting with me and helping me this evening. It's very nice of you. No problem. Oh, good. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, so we, we have a good show here, and I have a good co-host who is going to help me through this. So mm-hmm. let me just say, um, I want to say a few words Um First, I want to mention that um, on March 2nd, we lost uh, 
um, you know, freedom fighter uh, Rafael Cancel Miranda, and he was a Boricua um, revolutionary nationalist who, um, you know, he he um, you know he left us and has passed on, and um, you know Rafael Cancel Miranda. He was, you know, one of the um, freedom fighters who, along with Lolita Lebron, um, you know, 66 years ago, uh, they um, rose up within the U.S. Congress. They actually stormed the U.S. Congress uh, demanding um, liberation for Puerto Rico. And, you know, they did it, um, you know, they did it in a way that, you know, um, brought, you know, um, coverage from, uh, news coverage from around the world. Uh, and, you know, and they, they uh, went in there during uh, Congress was, was, you know, in session and they um, just, you know, stormed the room and, you know, made um, a pretty good, um, you know, um, spectacle, revolutionary spectacle. And they um, demanded, uh, uh, you know, liberation, freedom for um, the island of Puerto Rico. And, you know, the island, um, you know, Poricua has been um, colonized. It's colonized as well. Um, you know, um, Aslan and Poricua has um, something in common, uh, as does Palestine and, you know, um, other colonial peoples, uh, New Africa, and the First Nations as well, you know, uh, people, you know, colonialism exists, it's not as blatant as it was, you know, 100 years ago, um, but it continues to exist, nonetheless, in the social, political, and economic realms, so this is something, these are, you know, real subtle uh ways that you know people are colonized the island the island of puerto rico um you know that's um they are they're supposed to be a sovereign nation and instead um you know they um you know are pretty much held a stranglehold on them where they cannot um determine their future politics um, and they can't, um, you know, they don't have their own military. Um, they fall all the way under the U.S. Um, uh, occupation. But, um, you know, but their claim, the U.S. claims to, you know, have them and allow them to participate in politics and et cetera. Um, it's, it's, you know, it's a different form of col colonialism that, you know, it's not like... Um, what we've seen, let's say, um, a century ago with the British uh, colonizing uh, other countries, it's it's a new form, and um, and and you know, uh, Kwame Nkrumah talked about neo-colonialism, uh, and and that's something that you know everybody should read up on neo-colonialism, and 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 it's just a different form of colonialism, one that's. Not on paper, there's no signs on the windows, but, you know, politically, the people can't determine their future. Um, they can't create their own militaries. They can't, basically, they can't um, make their own decisions as a country. Uh, they have to get U.S. permission. So that's something that, you know, 
we're going to miss Rafael Cancel Miranda uh, for his service for oppressed peoples everywhere. Even when he was in prison, you know, he was in prison for many years with Lolita Lebron. And, um, you know, he, he wrote. He did a lot of writing in prison. And he was also, he was a great writer. He was also a poet. And he wrote a lot of beautiful words uh, that touched people around the world. And, you know, he's not just known for his um, activities in attempting to bring freedom to the island of Puerto Rico. But he's also known for his beautiful words and poetry. So, and you like poetry, right, Kwayawi? I do. Oh, good. So maybe we'll be um, lucky enough to get some of your, you know, get to hear some of your poems uh, in the future. You know, I know, um, I know you you doodle here and there, but but also you you like to hear poetry. So maybe I'll share some of my poetry. There you go. Uh, oh, good. So that sounds like a treat for everybody. We'll have to look into that. But so in the meantime, I want to say palante for uh, the revolutionary spirit of Rafael Cancel Miranda uh, and Free Poriqua. Uh, you know, and we stand, you know, united, you know, Chicano people have a lot in common with, uh, Boricua and, you know, we have a lot of, um, love and, and, and we struggle with them side by side. But, um, let me go on to the, I want to mention, I'm going to be mentioning, um, often now the Chicano moratorium coming up and, you know, the Chicano moratoriums coming up. There's going to be a, a good one, a, a big one, huge powerful one in oakland uh september the 5th uh that's going to be at arroyo viejo park uh and and that's going to be 12 noon to 5 p.m so that's going to be a great uh event it's going to be an anti-imperialist event um one that you know is going to educate people on the u.s military and, you know, the history of the Chicano Moratorium as well, that was the largest action to date that the Chicano people have ever participated in, um, uh, tens of thousands of people in the streets, and that's the biggest so far, um, you know, and so hopefully we'll see that record broken and see an even bigger one coming up, you know, I don't know, uh, Los Angeles is going to have one as well, so... We'll see, um, see how it goes and, and if the people come out, support that. But this is going to be, I'm talking about the Oakland one, September 5th, this year, 2020, at Arroyo Viejo Park. And this is in Oakland, Khalifa Slan. And um, so, you know, stay tuned. Um, check out social media, uh, you know, Google Chicano Moratorium um and keep your eyes open i'll be having more information as we move forward closer to september on how you can get involved how you can volunteer and how you can just stop by and visit and um, it's going to be an educational event uh, and there's going to be people from the original uh, chicano moratorium 1970 um august 29th 1970 so you're gonna hear people um have stories from the original one uh they're going to give lessons on what the original one stood for and how they see today's chicano moratorium because there's a lot of stuff going on in today's world uh we have iran you know this this 
you know, we have the situation in Venezuela with, you know, the U.S. meddling in, in their affairs. I mean, there's a lot of different things going on around the world. And um, the U.S. military is the muscle behind these political actions, um, you know, regardless of who's in office as president. Um, we're still seeing the same kinds of behaviors, um, meddling in other countries, um, you know, and doing all this stuff uh, when especially to democratically elected um, presidents and leaders around the world, you know. If uh, people believe in democracy, then they have to believe in um, when there's a democratically elected official in another country, um, leave them alone, you know. So if you're going to go um, disrupt that and neutralize that, then obviously you really care nothing about democracy. So that's, a you know, something that people should pay attention to uh, when you see all this stuff going on in the world and, um, you know, these attempts to destabilize other countries. This is, you know, what is it? Is it democracy or is it not? Dem I mean, what what's really going on here? So selective. it's oh, select selective yeah, it's democracy. A, that, that that's a very good. Yeah, it's selective democracy. And it's kind of like selective hearing, right? <laughs> Say, well, hey, I what's going on? <laughs> oh, uh, I, I didn't hear that. <laughs> what happened? I told you come over at 8 p.m. Oh, I didn't hear that. <laughs> I, I thought you said 11 p.m. Sorry about that. <laughs> so selective. Yeah, so, you know, people have selective, um, you know, that's um, selective uh, democracy. You know, it's kind of like cherry picking mm -hmm. the process. Well, I want to practice democracy today. And then tomorrow, not so much. I'm not in the mood for it. So, <laughs> you know. We want democracy, but we don't want others to be successful in their democracy, right? Exactly. Like you know, if 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 people here want democracy, then, um, you know, um, but at the same time, the state doesn't want democracy, um, you know. And, and so it, it's, it's, it's a situation you have to pay attention. Another thing is you can't pay attention to the words. You got to pay attention to the actions because, right. um, you know, we read all this stuff about democracy and stuff. Um, but nobody really practices. Nobody really cares about that. And that's why leaders around the world are assassinated. And that's why people here um, in these false U.S. borders are arrested. They're thrown in prison for decades for, you know, trumped up charges, um, sets, you know, setting them up. They're um, even property crimes, you know, low level property crimes. Somebody, you know, gets caught for stealing something. There's putting them in prison for life like this is crazy you know but then on the other hand people want to talk about democracy like you know how is that you, you're going to give somebody life for stealing a candy bar but then turn around the next day and talk about how you believe in democracy so this is ridiculous so anyway <coughs> we got some good um we're going to be reading out of the book today um in, in the spirit of international women's day right that's right and we went to International Women's Day in Sacramento. Guayawi, uh, uh, how did you like that? How was it? I loved it. It was very powerful to see all the women coming together in unity, um, different representatives of the various groups, um, the Brown Berets, the MM, uh, the Missing and Murdered in Indigenous Women, um, and other groups, the Socialist Party. There was several other groups out there to show their support and solidarity. So it was a really... Um, it was a it was a beautiful and educational uh, experience. 
and to see strong women too, right? That's right. Oh, and then how about the the red teepee? That was yeah, wow. that was powerful. Ah, it was yeah, crazy. And and what is the? Do you remember what the red teepee stood for? The blood, the blood of the of the women who have been missing and murdered. Yeah, and mm-hmm. and that's the indigenous women. The indigenous right? women. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and and thousands, right? Thousands mm-hmm. of women thousands. missing, and nobody says nothing. Nobody cares. There's no commercials. But then we see, you know, and all people, it's it's horrible if anybody's coming up missing. But, you know, one person comes up missing and then we see, you know, somebody on a milk car or, you know, Amber Alert. I mean, this is beautiful. I mean, we want that, you know, or they got the silver alert, too, for elderly. Mm-hmm. This is wonderful um, to help people that are missing. However, um, when there's thousands of indigenous women that are just coming up missing and anybody who's interested in learning more about what i'm talking about just google murdered and missing indigenous women mmiw mmiw and you'll learn more it's been thousands of women indigenous women um, from what's called canada um, aka i mean quote unquote canada to um all the way down down to the you know, down into Mexico, um, indigenous women are coming up missing. And and you've seen, um, I've seen uh, some of the news, yeah, in Mexico City. Femicides. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what, was they, what were they protesting about? The femicides. Femicides. Mm-hmm. And There's not enough attention on these murdered women. It's and happening and no one's doing anything about it. Mexico, it's, yeah, it's very, very, it's bad everywhere, but um, Mexico might have one of the highest um certainly has one of the highest uh um fatality uh, rates of women just women are just getting slaughtered over there it's just incredible and and nobody's talking about that either um but you know but let a couple people you know let a, let let 100 people get you know get a cough and all of a sudden everybody's <laughs> talking about coronavirus yeah shut it down yeah so you know the coronavirus it's it's i was you know i was reading something about um from poor magazine you know um and we broadcast here out of um poor magazine hopefulness um but poor magazine said something that like you know um homeless people whether there's a coronavirus or not Homeless people still need supplies. Mm -hmm. And I was like, damn, that's a very good quote because, I mean, a very good saying because, you know, everybody's scrambling, talking about supplies and stressed out and, um, you know, supplies. But homeless people, this coronavirus is like people are understanding, like, you you know, homeless people have been going through this scrambling for supplies for... Ever. Some of them for their whole lives. So they're in the creeks looking. They've been looking for toilet paper for the last, you know, 50 years. You know, they're, you know, 30, 40 years, however old they are. But um, and, you know, people get it for one or two days and are like, oh, my God, where am I going to get my toilet paper? You know, it's, it's mm-hmm. just incredible how, um, you know, and poor magazine pointed that out that, you know, uh, homeless people. You know, they, they sh- this ain't nothing. Um, this ain't nothing new. This isn't nothing. 
um, this is a daily thing. People scramble and they're trying to, you know, obtain uh, toilet paper and, um, you know, soap. And, right. you know, they don't even have soap to wash their hands. So, you know, they're over here on the news talking hands. about coronavirus. You better wash them hands. Baby. Yeah, <laughs> wash, wash them hands. You got to wash them hands for 20 seconds in case somebody <laughs> didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I believe it was Tiny who posted that there's... um terrorism happening to the homeless people houseless people every day every, you, day. every single day every single day mm-hmm. and you know it's it's something that um that we you know we continue to um you know try to um you know at least people that are conscious of it try to educate other people about um you know and, and some people say well that's that's their own fault they're you know they don't want to um, work or they don't want to. But the thing is, you know, there's um, some people that are mentally ill. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people that, you know, they can't work. They don't even, you know. And so there's a lot of different issues that these people are facing that causes them to um, be homeless. So that's another thing that's, um, you know. Uh, and, and then they talk about coronavirus. It's like, you know, we got, there's something called the capitalist virus, too, that, <laughs> you know, that people have been suffering and dying from millions of tens of millions have died. Maybe a billion people, I don't know, have died from capitalist virus, you know, because this is a virus that is parasitic and just... You know, it's every man for himself and, and acquire billions. Acquire too much excessiveness. Mm-hmm. Accumulation, you know, mm-hmm. and it's just Debt. horrible. Mm-hmm. All of that. But anyway, we're going to get into a reading. This is, uh, and, and this reading is from the book. Why don't you explain um, the reading, Kwayawi? Uh, like, sure. what book is it? So, the context, um, the reason why I'm reading this section, and it's Chicanas, Women Hold Up Half the Sky. It's on page 95 of Chicano Power and the Struggle for Aslan. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm reading it today um, to honor the women, and because we're right, you know, at the end of the International Women's Day, I just wanted to give a brief history. So, for those listening, and I want to say hello to my daughter, Estella. Um, it's important that us young women, older women, any age, it doesn't matter, that we understand how powerful we are as mujeres and that we have a voice. And so on March 8th, we get to come together in unity and and be a solid voice, one voice together. But we can be this voice every single day. Um, and so I'm just, I just Googled for some, you know, historic facts of International Women's Day. And here what I see is the significance is it's a Women and Girls Day. It represents anti-sexism, anti-discrimination, and it's a Civil Awareness Day. And what I found out and what I didn't know is that this day initiated from the Socialist Party of America in the early 1900s. So in about 1909, the very first Women's Day was organized in New York City. After that, a few years later, this... uh, Soviet Russia in 1917 celebrated their National uh, Women's Day on March 8th. And then from then, it was mostly celebrated by the socialist movement as well as the communist countries. And so as of 1977, the UN or United Nations began celebrating this day. Um, So 
in some places it's it's a huge um, it's a huge opportunity for women to come together and protest inequalities. Um, we've probably seen on Facebook or on the news here that um, the women in Mexico had a huge protest. It was beautiful. Um, and then other cities across the United States, they came together and they protested. So this is on a global scale. It's a really beautiful day. It's a time to honor ourselves as women and to speak up and to express um, the injustices and inequalities um, and just kind of give it to everybody. So with that said, um, I'm going to go ahead and get into the reading here. And again, this is Chicanas, Women Hold Up Half the Sky. It's on page 95 of Chicano Power and the Struggle for Aslan. Among the Chicano struggle exist fierce women standing side by side with men and struggling harder both for, for and within the movement, exactly because of their double oppression. They've struggled against imperialism as Chicanas, as well as struggled against the patriarchy as it manifests within the movement itself. And JV, you can stop me if you want to, you know, go deeper into any of these things that I'm reading. I am not stopping you. I <laughs> learned not to do that. Aw. Keep going. You're smart. <laughs> I'm listening. I'm all ears. Okay. So, and af after this, we want to kind of talk about patriarchy. Okay, perfect. Okay, so I'll keep going. So, patriarchy developed all over the world at different rates and in different forms, but it was always tied to the emergence of private property and class divisions. Prior to the emergence of patriarchy, parents did not form monogamous pairs, and familial lines were traced via the mother. The accumulation of surplus eventually allowed for private property to develop, and because of the division of labor at the time, biological men became the owners of private property, which led to their rise in dominance. In this context, patriarchy was used in the Americas as a way to oppress and control the colonized. As the economy quickly transformed, the material basis for these ideas solidified and the peoples of the Americas began to take on patriarchal forms of organization based around the male-dominated monogamous family unit. And we still see this today. So this is just a side note. Mm. In response to this gender oppression, many women supported the women's liberation movement that was resurfacing all over the world in the 1960s and 1970s. In the United States, however, like the efforts of white nation labor, this movement only served to corral the oppressed under white nation leadership. Under American leadership, this movement proceeded as if all women were white and petty bourgeois, alienating oppressed nation women from their national struggle, which was male-dominated and often misogynistic. Struggles are many-faceted phenomenons in which two opposing forces battle for supremacy. Within the Chicano nation, this struggle begins in the family unit, which is but a model structure of patriarchal property relations which aim to keep women in a subservient position within the male-dominated home. How many of us can relate to that in our upbringing or listening to our parents' upbringing? So just think about this and apply it to your life and, and what you've seen. However, Chicanas have proven time and time again that they are not just an equal force within the movement, but have continuously striven and transformed the old stereotype of the super macho Latino male who expects his women to be confined to the kitchen, barefoot and pregnant. Oh, no, no, no. If we look at today's many protests and struggles, we will see Chicanas in strong presence at many events, in student protests, police brutality marches, everywhere. No longer is the women expected to be a homemaker. Strong brown women broke the smith long ago. 
Chicanas are front and center, leading the nation in all we do. Men and women stand shoulder to shoulder fighting, amongst other things, exploitation of women in any form. The Chicano nation must work to ensure Chicanas are leaders as we liberate Aslan. Patriarchy and the sexual exploitation of women is not something that only affects Rasa. All people experience this today, and it is primarily a result of living in a capitalist society. Capitalism promotes this inequality and oppression. What we see in many sexist behaviors today is really a sickness of being born and raised in a capitalist way of life, a system where everything is for sale and promoted eagerly by the highest levels of power in the United States. Pornography and the hypersexualization of women, even young children, is a sickness that is encouraged on all levels. We can open up any fashion magazine and see this quite clearly. Television and art are no different. American culture is saturated in these images, and it upholds the ruling class and their ideology. In this way, the ruling class shapes the ideas of the population, and this influences the general social relations in the United States. Side note, so think of your Instagram feed for all you young ladies. Think of the things that you see. Think of these people who are sponsored or getting paid to, you know, run these ads or getting freebies, um, these, you know, coupon codes, um, follow me and repost this and repost that. And, you know, what are they selling? You know, um, it's, it's a really serious situation here when everything we see is geared towards sexualizing women. It's a problem. And us young ladies, um, adults, parents, we need to understand that. Our, you know, fathers, everyone, we need to understand that. What's, what's realistic here and what's not? Okay, continuing. While we look at some contemporary Chicana analysis of gender in our reviews in part three, Chicana revolutionaries today draw from a long line of revolutionary fighters. We had leaders like Luisa Moreno in the 1920s and 30s and Elizabeth Petita Martinez in the 1950s and 1960s. The 1970s saw Dolores Huerta struggling for raza in the fields, leading strikes and facing beatings and arrest. She continues to support the dignity of Chicanos. The, 70, the 70s also brought out Olga Talamante, who was a fierce Chicano fighter and revolutionary. She went to, she went to Argentina and was arrested as a subversive for which she was imprisoned and tortured. This ignited mass support in the Chicano nation and this activism got her released. In 1981, the Chicano Nation lost Magdalena Mora to cancer. Mora was a teacher and journalist who led many factory worker strikes and organized Chicanos in many struggles. Mora was a tireless fighter for our nation who was a leader for us all to remember and draw from. In 1982, we lost another Chicana who led many events and strikes. Victoria Mercado was a Chicana communist who organized oppressed nation workers and was Angela Davis's bodyguard and housemate. She worked to unite oppressed nations in many struggles. Many believed she was assassinated for her work in the internal colonies. She serves an example of what it means to dedicate one's life to a better tomorrow and lives on through us all. Women hold up half the sky. Mm, beautiful, beautiful words, beautiful article. And again, this is a sub-chapter out of the book, Chicano Power and the Struggle for Aslan. And this was an article that, you know, as Kwayawi was reading about um, patriarchy and mm -hmm. gender oppression, um, women's um, struggles. And, um, and, you know, and I love the title, uh, Women Hold Up Up the Sky, 
and that's actually um, you know uh, a Maoist slogan from Mao so it's very revolutionary you know China you know made um, a whole ton of uh, advancements for women you know when they took power in revolutionary China you know they did away with things like the foot binding you know for centuries uh, Chinese women had to you know they would bind their feet up and, and tie their too. feet Japanese mm -hmm. as well and you know when revolutionary China um, you know when they were freed in 1949 um, you know, under Mao's leadership, you know, that was one of the things they, um, you know, they stopped immediately, the foot binding and many other, you know, they had, um, you know, a bunch of women. They had um, so many women in leadership um, and, and that was one of the first countries um, to have um, so many women in leadership positions within the government. Uh, and, and so they tackled... Um, you know gender oppression head-on they tackled patriarchy as best as they could and you know and 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 it's going to be a long struggle it's going to take many generations um of conscious um people in a country in order to completely rid it uh you know cuba's working on it but you know they've been working on it for decades as well this is not something that's going away very very easily but um Guayawi, um, would you like to read the definition of patriarchy? And this is coming from the glossary from Chicano Power and the Struggle for Asla. And so you want to read the... Yeah, yeah, sure. Okay. So patriarchy. The manifestation and institutionalization <coughs> of male dominance over women and children in the family and the extension of male dominance over women in society in general. It implies that men hold power in all the important institutions of society and that women are deprived of access to such power. Oh, that was a beautiful definition. And we're gonna, we'll talk about that when we come back. We're going to take a short music break. And this is a song. Um, I chose this one, Yo Soy Chicano. This is from the album Rolas de Aslan, uh, Songs of the Chicano Movement. So, Yo Soy Chicano. And here we go. Yo soy chicano, tengo color, puro chicano, hermano con honor. Cuando me dicen que revolución, defiendo a mi raza con mucho valor. Tengo todita mi gente para la revolución. Voy a luchar con los pobres para que se acabe el dolor Yo soy chicano, tengo color Puro chicano, hermano con honor Cuando me dicen que hay revolución Defiendo a mi raza con mucho valor Tengo mi par de pistolas Para la revolución Pones una treinta y treinta y otra es una treinta y dos. Yo soy chicano, tengo color, coro chicano, hermano con honor. Cuando me dicen que hay revolución, defiendo a mi raza con mucho valor. Tengo mi par de caballos para la revolución. Uno se llama el canario y otro se 
This is KEXU 96.1 FM, uh, Poor People's Revolutionary Radio. I'm JV, and you're listening to Free Aslan. And that was a song, Yo Soy Chicano, um, taken off the CD, Rolas de Aslan, Songs of the Chicano Movement. And we had some, uh, you know, short technical difficulties, but, mm -hmm. you know, it happens from time to time on live radio. That's what happens. So we got to keep it moving. When that happens, we got to just keep moving. It's just almost like in life. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you get an obstacle in your way, you got to keep it moving. You got to move forward because you don't want to stop and, you know, let it, you know, take you backwards and let, let it, you know, spoil your day. Keep it moving. This is what we've been doing. And this is what our people been doing for generations is keeping it moving and uh, pushing forward through whatever obstacles are thrown our way. But w so we're going to we left the show with Guayawi reading a um, reading of um, the definition of patriarchy. Why don't you sure. read it? Again? OK, so patriarchy. This is the manifestation and institutionalization of male dominance over women and children in the family and the extension of male dominance over women in society society in general. It implies that men hold power in all the important institutions of society and that women are deprived of access to such power. Mm. Yeah, and so patriarchy is found everywhere. We see it in the media, see it on movies, um, you know, in the workplace, you know, women ain't paid the same as That's men, right? right? Um, there's just everywhere we look, there's um, patriarchy, acts of patri patriarchy, um, all over and even you know and when we look at um you know corporate media of course like Guayawi you talked about before and um social media or in magazines mm -hmm. you know always selling something and it has to do with um sexuality some sexualizing everything about women but and then even outside of the um corporate media and um magazine industry and all this stuff we also see it even in, you know, it's it's really blatant in bourgeois politics. If we look all the way up to um, the president, you know, and his behavior, mm -hmm. I, I don't, I, he's almost like a walking example of patriarchy, you know, mm -hmm. like everything he does, the way he speaks to women, the way he acts, you know, just reaching out and grabbing women. He don't, you know, he mm -hmm. don't even know him, walks in, in a restaurant, mm -hmm. just you know, and that's, to me, that's sexual assault, but, you know, I don't know how, um, you know, um, he got away with all that. Well, I guess, you know, he's a billionaire, so he's able to buy his way out of um, a lot of this um, this behavior, but, you know, he, he, you know, walks around and grabbing women um, wherever he wants and saying things 
um, like, you know, women, um, you know, just horrible. And that's a, a good example of misogyny, right? Right. And misogyny. And, you know, misogyny is uh, somebody basically who has a great hatred for women um, or prejudice against women. Just very, very. And, you know, I, I don't know why, um, you know, that occurred with uh, Trump or anybody else, but it, that's, you know, it, it comes from a place of of hatred and um when you can speak to them and and just you know walk in a room and reach out and just grab them like what you know i don't understand it but so that's um you know it's it's um it's almost like he owns the women you know like there's property or something it all comes down to that power i think um that was discussed in the definition of patriarchy right so there's this implicit power expressed over women and children and so it can be in the family it can be in communities it can be you know in sacred places it can be at work it can be anywhere and so there's this implied power i think that um, might even be inherited you know Mm -hmm. from these men living in this society where this has been going on for generations um so, yeah, it's really ugly um, yeah. as a woman. You know, of course, I've experienced that whole uh, patriarchal system, you know, at the workplace. You name it. It's mm. everywhere. You can't gas turn the cor- station gas station. You've seen everywhere. it. <laughs> they didn't see uh, you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How people act up, you know. Yeah. Um, they think a woman's by herself and they start acting up. And, oh, um, you know, what? or not or not by, you know, not alone. Yes. Just people act up. And, um sexism you know it's not always power and control sometimes it's more um sexual and in its undertones but um it's all disgusting it's lack of respect it's lack of human decency it's lack of morals and common sense and it is oppression and whether it be implicit or some nuance or um a lightweight oppressive behavior it's still it is what it is and I think that, you know, there's people who do great things um, at work, men, you know, who do great things or great people, you know, um, and in colleges, what have you. But, you know, if you really examine or if people really examine, you know, their family dynamic at home or, you know, these areas that are in private that not everyone might see, you know, this is a real reality check, I think, for everyone is to consider how they behave at home and how they behave out in the world, you know, and sometimes it's the opposite. So sometimes, you know, people in their home are very respectful to their wives, to their daughters, but they right. go out into the workplace or community activism or what what have you, whatever it is, and they act a fool towards other women who might have powerful voices. Right. And so there's this selective um, uh, behavior, you know, this selective or I don't know what to call it, but it's it's uh, it's inconsistent. And as a woman, of course, I've experienced it on both sides, you know. Mm, so. Yeah, and, and that was an interesting point, how, you know, um, somebody might act different at home mm-hmm. and then act different outside the home. Mm. And, you know, sometimes maybe um, at home, that person might have a very passive partner. Yeah. And... And so when the person leaves, you know, that per- that type of person, um, you know, is wants to be around the passive woman to exercise this patriarchal behavior. Mm-hmm. But when the person leaves the home and uh, mingles with <laughs> strong women, 
um, this person, uh, you know, it, it, you know, this person is misogynist. The, the misogyny comes out where the person hates women and then um, lashes out at them and attempts to um, threaten them and, um, you know, and, and all of this stuff because mm -hmm. the, the person's fine with the passive woman but not with the woman who stands up to and And, and that's, a, that's something that um, I think is very common in all aspects of society. You see it. Uh, so, um, you know, and even like you said, even in, in, in community circles, um, you know, it's it's a thing. I don't think a lot of people look, you know, a lot of people and we've had these conversations before. And uh, I think a lot of people look externally, but they don't look within their own circle. And um, and I think that all our listeners, I think, can look within their own circle and they can spot um, acts of, of patriarchy. Um, you know when they occur so yeah this is something that and it's almost like a self-criticism so it's important that people um you know examine self-examine so and that's a way or um examine those in their circle mm -hmm. and that's both, a good really, exercise yeah right? both all of all of the above i think if if one you know examines and does their self-critiquing then of course whatever they see in someone else there's a saying right what you don't like in someone else is what you don't like in yourself right and so that's why people can identify it now i don't know how necessarily true that is for patriarchy yeah. in every subject but it's yeah. a the point is that it's the intent here is to question one's own actions that's the only control you have right is what how you behave and how you control um you know your behaviors towards women or men what have you in any topic and then of course if you're going to critique your immediate circle and critique the public then you have to first critique yourself right mm, beautiful. um yeah and here. um no that's that's wonderful and and so we'll talk more about this um i i'd like to talk to you have a conversation about um how patriarchy um is exercised in relationships that would be interesting yeah. you know and that, that's something that I think everybody in relationship should, you know, look into because, you know, I don't look too much into it, but it exists and it's something that's real and we have to self-examine and, 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 and critique, you know. Yeah, there's power struggles in everything. Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know, Mim once said, um, there are no rights, there's only power struggles, mm -hmm. you know, and, and that's. Damn, that's the damn truth. There, is, there are no rights, only power struggles, because um, you know um, everything is a power struggle. But anyway, we're gonna um, take a short break and get back um, to some more music, and um, so we'll be coming back in a minute. Um, this is Chicano Power by the Midnighters. Oh yeah, it's uh, Chicano Power by the Midnighters, and KEXU ninety six point one.
KEXU 96.1 FM, Paul People's Revolutionary Radio. I'm JV. You're listening to Free Aslan. And I'm here today with my co host, Guayawi. Mm-hmm. How are you today? I'm great. Good. And How are you? Enjoying, are you enjoying the show? <laughs> I good. am. Oh, good. You're doing a great job. Thank and you. And I think that um, this is a very good show today. We're having a lot of good topics, talking about stuff, listening to good music that was a song chicano power by the midnighters by the way beautiful song we picked it out Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah good (laughs) so we're going to talk more about patriarchy so you know we had this discussion before and you know um and and people a lot of times don't look inward right right in in relationships i think it's inherently common to first see the faults in others before <laughs> looking at the faults in oneself well, of course yeah it's kind of tricky to do that sometimes yeah it, it is and um but it's necessary of course right? i mean what can happen if somebody doesn't like let's say you're in a relationship and you're exercising um some patriarchal behavior um you know and this is you know according to patriarchy it's uh, male dominance right? right so it could be any form of male dominance in a relationship right, right. You know, and people are um you know like i'm the man and you know listen yeah to me. that's an aggressive form there's also subtleties where let's say in discussions you know one and i don't want to focus completely on patriarchy because that's implies that it's all male towards women but women do it to males too so i just want to make that clear you know that there's a balance between you know both sides but even a subtlety could be just but, but not pa- a lot patriarchy yeah, is men against the women but yeah. in a relationship you know it can it, it all goes both ways i guess is my point but yes on patriarchy it would an example in a relationship that's a little more subtle than you know, I'm the man, which is totally aggressive, could be trying to have a discussion with your partner and the male just refuses to listen to the woman or, you know, smirks or laughs um, and just totally dismisses the woman's point of view. Mm. Um, And as a woman, you know, we're emotional beings and we're, you know, we're intelligent. And that is one of the subtleties of, um, you know, a, a patriarchal or patriarchy in a relationship. Mm, yeah. um, and, and among other things, you could define it as something else too, right? Um, but it's not giving that equality, that 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 balance, that omateo. Um, mm. And like for example, you can check one can check themselves a man, right? Like let's say th- a man's listening who's in a relationship and he's like, "Oh shit, I do that sometimes to my lady." Mm. Would you do that to your homeboy? Would you do that to your male coworker? Would you do that to your boss? I mean, mm. if the person would, maybe he's just an asshole. <laughs> but if not, then maybe there's some patriarchy going on. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and yeah, I agree. And that's a good um, gauge, right? Mm-hmm. For people to gauge, like, who would you do this to? If you, you know, if you do it to a woman, would you do it to a man? Um, and so that's a good way to, like, check yourself. Like, yeah. you know, like, am I, you know, am I doing something I shouldn't be doing? And, uh, you know, I mean, and what if there's people that are considering themselves conscious, activists, mm. revolutionary people? Maybe they're part of organizations. Maybe they're even part of leaderships. In organ- I don't know. But people who are actively um, engage- um, role models, because that's basically what people, in my opinion, they're revolutionaries or activists, community activists, are role models to um, others in the community. So... Um, you know, if if somebody is in this type of position of role model, 
for the community in any way and is practicing these behaviors, then what kind of uh, message is that sending? Even if the person's a part of an organization um, and somebody outside of the organization sees that at a public event or what have you, um, I mean, that's a reflection on the entire organization. Of course. And and it makes, you know, I, I mean, because I try to look at it like if I seen some role models and they're part of a group and then um, one of them is openly um, uh, exercising patriarchal uh, behavior in this way, like looking at when the females talk and just smirking, whatever, rolling their eyes or whatever. And then when the males talk, it's like, oh, yeah, this, this person knows what they're mm -hmm. talking about. So all these little things that you're bringing up, um, I wonder if, like, if I'm looking at it from the outside at somewhere and I see these this group of people and um, the males are acting in this way, I'm going to probably totally dismiss the whole organization as, you know, um, full of it or... You know, just, uh, you know, uh, scam artists. Yeah. yeah, scam artists or what's going on here. So yeah. that's something and that um, is important. I, I think that's a one reason why yeah. it's important. That's a good point. And also just to say that, you know, people are human and make mistakes. So whereas, let's say the opposite is true. Well, let's say someone out there in the community is saying great things and in public eye never moves in a patriarchal way. However, for some weird chance you get an opportunity to see this person in private and then you see this patriarchal crap coming out of his mouth like at what point do you think like oh man he's full of it or oh that's just a personal problem i think people can justify away um the bad behaviors but at the same time like i said on mateo there's there's mistakes and there's people who are willing to grow who are willing to listen to criticism not everybody is um, but, you know, I feel that, like, as a man, right, if you're in a position of hearing someone or observing someone who's acting up and, and you know, treating a woman like crap in a, in a community meeting, you know, you you and the woman can defend herself, no, without a doubt. But you having such a strong opinion, right, like using you as an example, if that's okay, you could absolutely have a discussion with that man in private, you know, or put him on blast or however you want to do it, right, and say, you know what, brother, like, that's not cool. This is patriarchy. You represent the community. You represent men. You know, you have you have an obligation here to act right, you know. But, you know, as a person does that, they also have to act right themselves, you know. And so we can all kind of point the finger, but we have to understand that this is generational trauma. This is, colon this is colonialism. This is capitalist society. Um, so this is a reflection of what we've been dealing with. So it's going to take time to change. Um, and as a woman saying that, I probably sound kind of soft, but I just have, I think the reality check here is I've been dealing with this crap for so many years. Well, <laughs> it hasn't changed in, you know, the hundreds or however long it's It hasn't. Existed, it's improved, so. right? It's improved. So where women's rights are improving, but it has not changed. You're absolutely correct. And just like, you know, communism and, and it's going to take time. You know, are we going to get there overnight? Absolutely not. People have to heal from their traumas. People have to be conscious and even realize they're acting the fool, 
right? Um, but it's a good discussion. And having conversations like this where you have the duality of a woman and a man kind of discussing this dynamic. Oh, Mateo. Oh, Mateo. <laughs> that was the right time. That was the right time. Oh, good job, good job, honey. <laughs> so having this discussion, you know, on the radio for the listeners is just something t- you plant seeds, right? So where someone could see like, oh, yeah, that guy's being a jerk to his old lady or whatever. And then, you know, they might think, oh, crap, when I go home, I act a fool. You know, it's just one of those planting of the seeds um, and then the seeds grow, you know. Mm. And over time, hopefully the behavior changes, but it takes each person's um, dedication and willingness to listen, to critique themselves, to be honest with themselves and to heal. And that's that's an, uh, an individual journey. You know, yeah. it's that's a that's a that's a that's a loaded uh, area right there. Yeah, <laughs> we can absolutely. talk for days on that. Oh yeah, and we, and we'll have this conversation again. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a good conversation to, especially with International Women's Day just passing. Yeah. Um, it's good to talk about uh, gender struggles and you know women's um, you know what women are facing today, um, whether they go to the gas station whether they go to, you know, the store or, you know, wherever they go, they, you know, you know, wherever they go, they're constantly bombarded with this uh, patriarchal um, behavior. And so um, even in community um, circles and stuff, it's just something that, as Guayal, we said, it's ingrained in people. It's uh, a part of colonialism and it's 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 gonna take you know, a long time, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, hundreds of years probably to really get rid of it. Um, and and so, but it's good to identify it, to know how to identify it, and um, and that's the first step in uh, dealing with it is identifying it. And you know, so this is something that um, you know people should do. It should be you know self criticism as well. And that's even harder mm. to self-criticize, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'll admit that I know that. But Me too. It's, it's, We're yeah, all guilty yeah, of that. Well, mm-hmm. Yeah, and so that's something that uh, we'll continue, and and we'll be talking more about that and criticism, self-criticism as well. We'll be reading some documents on the air. And so Guayawit's going to um, co-host with me as we tackle all of these issues. Patriot. A lot of stuff. Yeah, a lot <laughs> of stuff to tackle. And so I just want to thank you for uh, co-hosting with me today. And uh, Yeah, it was, it was wonderful. And so how'd you like it? You have a good time? I did. I loved it. Oh, good. Thank you. And um, I'm sure the listeners loved it as well, uh, listening to the, you know, strong words from a strong woman who is, um, you know, addressing some, you know, some big issues. So, but but next, we're going to, um, I just want to say thank you, Guayawi, for... Mateo. Mateo, Asleno. And so I just want to thank Guayawi for being here today, and we're going to have Brother G7 coming on. Brother G7 is here in the house, and some of you know... He is the artist in residence, Free Aslan, and uh, Brother G7, thank you. Welcome back to Free Aslan. Blessings, 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 brother. Thank you, thank you. I'm a tail. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And, and, and brother, you know, um, I see you brought in the, 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 you brought in the poncho, right? Yeah. 
Oh, sure. and Brother G7 has these ponchos. They're free Aslan and, you know, stitched across them. And that's what's up. And, and you know, he's he's out here uh, distributing revolutionary clothing. And, you know, and that's what we need, you know, revolutionary culture. Um, that's what, you know, re- uh, revolutionary cultura cura. You know, um, we need that revolutionary culture and stuff that is going to promote the idea of breaking away from uh, oppression, uh, the oppressor nation, and U.S. imperialism. That's the kind of culture we need. We don't we don't want culture that wants us to go to sleep and you know uh, daydream and fantasize. We want culture that is going to tell us that we need to break the chains of colonization from u.s imperialism that's the culture we and and we need it in our song we need it in our dance we need it in our theater we need it in our artwork this is our cultura this is culture and um but we just don't want any culture and i talked about this before you know there's chicano art and then there's something called aslan realism and aslan realism it's Chicano art, but it's revolutionary Chicano art. There's a difference. So if a Chicano draws a drawing of, you know, um, of a car, that's considered Chicano art. He, you know, a Chicano can, can paint a tree, and that's considered Chicano art because a Chicano painted a tree. And so, and that's part of culture. That's Chicano culture. But that in itself isn't revolutionary so chicano uh, art or chicano culture per se is not revolutionary it becomes revolutionary when we have a genre called aslan realism aslan realism um that is revolutionary chicano art and there's a difference so if you go to an art gallery where they're showing chicano art and then you go to one that's showing aslan realism it's going to be a big difference the chicano art you're going to go see probably some paintings of cars and you know houses and you know tables with tortillas on them or what have you and that's fine that's culture but it's not revolutionary culture revolutionary culture is going to have drawings of people rising up waving the flag of aslan uh, people in struggle against uh, U.S. imperialism. This is revolutionary culture. That's the difference. One soft, one soft is is Twinkie filling, and the other is revolutionary and liberating. So we don't want to be soft as wet toilet paper. We want to be liberating, and so that's the difference between. Cultura and revolutionary cultura. So we say at Free Aslan, revolutionary cultura, cura. That's what we say. So, G Brother G7, what do you have first? You got some more so, music? Yeah, you know, when I'm out there with the Pancho man, you know, a lot mm. of the the people, they, they're surprised. They see me, and it, it's like it's almost welcoming to them, you know, because mm. uh, especially the Chicano people, you know, we're like, we need more people out here, you know, represent for us, man. And it's like, Every topic of conversation should be something that's uplifting to the people about liberating Aslan. Like, mm. believe in it. Mm. And uh, it's, it's going to happen, you know. So this is the year. Beautiful. This is the year we come together. 
Mm, but yeah, talking about selective hearing and selective, mm. you know, good Samaritan, bad Samaritan, you know, people you want to say that you are here to help your people, but then you turn around and do something that's destructive to the people. Mm. You know, it's like, uh, you know, basically actions speak louder than words. You know, mm. old saying, you know what I mean? You can't mm. talk about something and then do the opposite. That's hypocrisy. And that's mm. colonialism at mm. its finest. So we need to detach from that and uh, mm. rise up. It's mm. time. I keep saying it's that. It's time. time. It's time. And just like Brother G7 said, you can't talk about it. You got to be about it. And what kind of music do you got for us, brother? Do you got a song, a new song for us? I do. I do. Oh, good. So uh, if we could. Uh, yeah, we're going to. Um, we're going to try to um, get this song on. And Brother G7, you know, he's been in the lab. You know, he's been uh, creating and cultivating this the, this music. And um, he got this new cut for us. This, You know, he got this new song. And it's a revolutionary song. And what's the name of it, brother, anyway? This one, uh, this one's My Soul. My Soul. I, I have a couple that I'm going to present today. But I, I, I changed up. Mm. Couple, uh, bars on. So this is this is my soul. This is new and improved. And um and this is a new one, fresh out the lab. Brother G7. Seeing the pain that they inflict on us is lethal, illegal, and we go back to the 1500. Mestizo on the hunt, bringing it back for 2020, 1846 to 1848. If you really wanna repent, give us back our seven states. Seven, seven, eight thousand children release them from the cage. Abolish judicial, executive, and legislative. You don't wanna go to war, you would hate it to battle. I'm an Aztec warrior, I kill a snake's rattle. God is good all the time, all the time. God is good. 45 can't block my shine. I'm in my neighborhood. My visual getting money professional. I don't speak in subliminals. Gotta get us a stronghold on politician congressional. Now they squealing confessional. We dealing with decimal. All of my life been little bank, take big bank always. Hogging on the eighth thing, disappear when the pig came, shaking the law. Cause they let us see us behind the wall, a billion dollar industry. And it's designed to kill us off. Remember all the Cubans that flooded the coast of Florida? Trying to find refuge like Guatemalan Honduran. 2020, that's a year of celebration, but we gotta come together. Something like United Nations is a tactic that the government uses to distract us, confuse us. Why they going on these cruises with our taxes is a tactic that the government uses to attack us, abuse us. Why they going on these cruises with our taxes? Just let me go. 
Free my people in them cages that's doing calendar pages No proper representation, them charges became outrageous The district attorney haters, public defender faking Keep us behind them walls to stop us from being the greatest Olympic gold medalists and world champions Behind them barbed wire fences and penitentiaries Treat us like animals, handcuffs and shackles Three hots in the cot, twenty deep When they attacking us on the street, they harassing us in racial profiling They said G back in jail, well he'll be gone for a while again Marginalized as it is, now he's institutionalized Doing so many bids, hard for him to socialize I don't think you realize, but it's up to the spirit They turn a blind eye, it's like they ain't trying to hear it Why they wanna take my life, my soul away from me Just let me go, and set all of my people free mm. Beautiful And this is KEXU 96.1 FM uh, I'm JV, listening to Free Aslan And that was Brother G7 With his, his song, My Soul and, uh, and we're going to hear one more, uh, one more song before we go. Um, and, uh, and, and here the it is. Amendment. The only resolution for a revolution. Grant us independence. Take back your constitution. We entire amendment. They got to be an end before there is a new beginning. Uncle Sam ain't no relative. Abolish that system. We abolishing the system as a sovereign nation. Universal recognition, this our declaration of independence. Now give us national liberation. Inalienable ancestors pulling up in spaceships. Call me outlandish, I'm damaging things through gravity. It's a spiritual warfare, I'm causing casualties. Don't need no lawyer, no mayor, no judge to sentence me. Abolish 911, that come from evil entity. Back to Aslan, cause this matter is so serious. Gotta stay focused, they wanna see me delirious. It's 2020, we making it through this period About that time for this partition from my bed The only resolution for a revolution Grant us independence Take back your constitution We entire amendment There gotta be an end before there is a new beginning Uncle Sam ain't our relative Abolish that system we abolishing the system as a sovereign nation. Universal recognition, this our declaration of independence. Now give us national liberation. Inalienable ancestors pulling up in spaceships. Call me outlandish, I'm damaging things through gravity. It's a spiritual warfare, I'm causing casualties. Don't need no lawyer, no mayor, no judge to sentence me. Abolish 911, that come from evil entity. Back to Aslan, cause this matter is so serious. Gotta stay focused, they wanna see me delirious. It's 2020, we making it through this period About that time for this partition from our man The only resolution for a revolution Grant us independence Take back your constitution We entire amendment There gotta be an end before there is a new beginning Uncle Sam ain't our relative Abolish that system mm. And that was K. This is uh, KEXU 96.1 FM and that was Brother G7. And what was the name of that song, Brother? Anti-Amendment. Anti-Amendment. And, you know, the brother has a bunch of music. He's going to be performing live at the Chicano Moratorium in Oakland. Those of you who are listening who want to see Brother G7 perform live on stage, uh, you can check it out at the Chicano Moratorium. This is a free event. Uh, there's going to be music. Uh, Brother G7's one of the uh, performers. Um, there's going to be food. You're going to have um, free food there, free tacos there. Um, you're going to have music, free music to listen to, spoken word. You're going to have some palabra with some real history and real facts concerning the Chicano Nation. This is a revolutionary conference. 
Um, and um, National Liberation Celebration. It's a ooh National Liberation Celebration. I love that G Seven. That's what's up. That's the brother. You heard the brother say it. That's what it is. That's what it's gonna be. And so you got to check us out on September fifth uh, this year. Um, and um, this is gonna be in Oakland at Arroyo Viejo Park. Um, and at starting at noon, twelve noon. Uh, 12 to 5, you're gonna, there's gonna be vendors there, there's gonna be, you know, information booths from different groups and revolutionary, um, organizations, um, you're gonna have music, Brother G7's gonna be there performing, um, some of his revolutionary, um, music, uh, we're gonna have revolutionary cultura, and, um, and we're gonna, we're going to cure all of you and bring the medicine. Brother G7 is going to bring the medicine, that revolutionary medicine that he has that just, you know, it, it'll cure. It, it, it'll even cure. You know, revolutionary cultura will cure coronavirus. So you heard it here mm, first. That's right. You know, revolutionary no. cultura cura coronavirus. Okay. So you heard it here. We're going to make it happen. Anybody coming through, you're going to get that medicine. We're going to hit you with a good dose, strong dose of that medicine, that revolutionary vibe. And you're going to um, and get it. And, and Brother G7, let me just ask, uh, you know, what song are you wor- Are you working on another song for us? You're yeah, working I'm, on one. Yeah, right? National Liberation. That, that's, Ooh, that's the one. That's you know? the Come get your medication one. at this oh. National Liberation oh. Celebration. <laughs> Come get your medication at the National Liberation Celebration. I love that. And, and you're going to get your meds. You know, we're going to have that medicine, that medicina, uh, for that, you know, to cure that uh, capitalist virus. And, um, you know, and, and as I said, revolutionary cultura, cura, coronavirus. So That's right. Prescribing to people, just don't call me Dr. Dre. You know? Oh, <laughs> not a doctor. No, there ain't no doctors in the house. But... You know, you do have some, uh, you know, we we got some medicine, but we ain't doctors. Cultural but, healing, remember. Cultural oh, healing. Cultural That's healing. The That's a good one. That's a, that should be your next cut. Uh, cultural healing. Yeah, I'm writing one. That's that, sexual that, healing. That, that might be cultural to, healing. That's that might good. be able to hold the title for one that I'm writing, too. Or even revolutionary cultural healing. That's beautiful right there. Because we need that revolutionary culture. And um, this is what's going to help free the people and um, because before you could be free physically, you got to be free mentally. And we believe that uh, revolutionary culture is liberating uh, the mind um, and the heart. You know, the hearts and minds of the people. Uh, this is how we do it through revolutionary culture. And so, Brother G7, um, you ready for the Chicano Moratorium, brother? Absolutely. I'm, I'm yeah. writing one that a new one, so you know it's going to be a surprise. Uh. You know, it's a big one, but it's definitely going to be called celebration. So just think about that. Mm. You know. And we're celebrating a new era. You know, we're entering a new era with the Chicano movement, and um, we have. Um, you know, we're going to be doing. Um, we got some big projects in the works, and in order to. Um, you know, kickstart um, our momentum and, you know, take the Chicano movement um, on, on, a, on a new path. And, 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 and this is going to be a project that we will be speaking about, 
shortly on Free Aslan, uh, me, Brother G7, and some other revolutionary sisters and brothers are a part of it. And, um, you know, we're going to be um, keeping you all informed as we move closer and forward into, um, into the coming months. And, you know, we're working on a lot. And, and you know, we'll, there's a, a, a pamphlet that's coming out, too. It's going to be uh, available at the Chicano Moratorium. And it's on the surveillance um, uh, of the Ch original Chicano Moratorium. So these are all documents that were um, received through Freedom of Information Act. And um, it talks about everything going on on the... Everything going on on the um, concerning the Chicano moratorium, the original. So um, and stay yeah. tuned for the Free Aslan tour too. You yeah, know, absolutely. Stay and, tuned for that. And with that being said, um, we're gonna go ahead and let you go, and we'll be talking with you next week. Um, and this is JV from Free Aslan with Brother G Seven. Blessings, blessings, O Mateo. O Mateo. See, see you next week.